Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 300. And the way we go. And welcome for the 300th time to A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Makadri Putty. And if you heard last week, my former co-host is no longer with us, but he will be in our thoughts and prayers. Joining us for episode 300, bringing it back, the OG co-host, my good friend and yours, Mr. Greenman, Abel Villamar. Buddy, welcome to the show. How the hell did we make it to episode 300? We? We? <laughs> we? Michael, thank Michael you. J. Putty, thank you so much for welcoming me back with your graces. I am happy to return. And let me tell you, I am no co-host. I I, I want to fight to be the co-host again of this show. Oh, really? I want the opportunity to take that spot back. I don't just want to be given any spot. I want to earn my spot back, okay? Um, okay. I know it, it's hard work. Michael J. Putty, Mark Schwann knows how hard it is. And I got to tell you, for the last hundred episodes, I am beyond grateful to Mark Schwann and all of his contributions. He gave his all to A Shot of Wrestling. He gave his time. He he is a devoted actor, a, a, a husband, a brother, and now a father. And so much time that he has contributed to A Shot of Wrestling that uh, I I just want to thank him from the bottom of my heart for all his contributions. And I know it's not easy to be a co-host, and he did a hell of a job. He's not here anymore. We don't have to kiss his ass anymore, okay? Listen, I I know how hard it is. That's why I want to earn my spot. So, Mark Schwann. You're you're breaking up. Abel, you there? I hope you know. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I hope you know that. Funny. Am I, am I on? Mark Schwann? Am I on air? You are. We just said goodbye last episode. What are you doing here, buddy? I, dude, I had to drop in for episode 300. How can I not? This has been a Mark Schwann show for the last 100 episodes. I had to come on for 300. Uh, I just want to come on real fast, say what's up to everyone. Thank you guys for uh, all the love here for Shot of Wrestling, for allowing me to be on the show. 300, man, it's a big deal, bro. Huge. Um uh, and I also wanted to come on here and plug my new show. That's right. I am no longer part of Shaw Wrestling anymore. I have my own podcast now called The Schwann and Only Show. Uh, you're breaking up. Well, you're breaking up. Can I hear you? Schwann, you still there? Marcus. I'm taking everything from Shaw Wrestling. I'm turning to my own podcast here. I am competing with Michael J. Buddy. You can follow me at... So again, Mike, from the bottom of my heart, these sentiments are everything what, to me, the, and it should be everything what, to Mark Schwann. You are the heart and soul of a shot of wrestling, just, and Mark is... Did you not hear that? What did happened? You, did you not just hear that? I, I mean... Mark Schwann was he, just here. He just somehow crashed... He's it. here in our mind. He crashed the Zoom room. That's why didn't, we what? didn't hear the last thing you said. He just cut you off. 
What do you mean he cut me off? I, I was. You weren't here for the last like what minute, minute and a half. He just. You told... were talking about how great and the contributions that he's had for this show. Then he comes. I, I had a list of things. Well, we, nobody heard it because he cut you off. What do you? Last time you heard oh. how great Mark Schwann was, and then you were about to go more off, and then he just came in and um totally xed you out, buddy. So we didn't, <laughs> we didn't hear anything you just said. So I don't know if you want to. I would ask you to repeat it, but hmm. don't ask me to repeat it. Actually. Don't don't do that. Let's not let's not go down that road because Mark, as much as I love you, there is that little piece of Hollywood in you that obviously lurked its little ugly head into this show. Thank you for joining us for episode 300, unbeknownst to me. And now the next 300 episodes, you will be blessed by this lovely voice. So you didn't hear a word he said. I didn't hear a thing. Wow. I can't believe it. He I'm... interrupted me. And here I am. I'm, I'm like giving his eulogy over here on how great he is. Oh, so, yeah. He's great. So then you didn't hear him. He's starting his own show. Okay. So. Good luck. Because it's funny because I, I texted him. By the way, update. My former co-host had his beautiful baby girl last weekend. Happy and healthy, both her and the mother. So congratulations to both of them. Yes. So that was last weekend. So this weekend, today. Was, no, sorry. It was yesterday to give some time. I said, hey, by the way, since she's here, you know, you're free this weekend. Why don't you come on <laughs> and join us for episode 300 of A Shot of Wrestling? The text back I got was, a shot of what? Who is this? So I don't know when Mark's oh, ever going to come back. Oh, my gosh. Obviously not, because he's starting his own show. I think he's still really hurt that you um, future endeavored him while he was on paternity leave. That's what happens, buddy. That's what happens. You, wa- you walk away. I got to move on. Life moves on. You know what? That That's one of the biggest lessons. And while we're in episode 300, we've been obviously blessed with a lot of great conversations we've had with people, and we've been blessed with a lot of great opportunities. And that is a life lesson in wrestling right there. You know, if you don't show up to an event, if you don't show up for your opportunity, and you wait too long, you're going to miss it, and someone else is going to take that spot. Okay? So going forward, you said it a couple times here tonight, but going forward, I don't know if you realize this or not, but WWE has not mentioned the name of the man who beat Shawn Michaels and Triple H at WrestleMania 20. So Mm -hmm. we're going to do that going forward. My former co-host is no longer with us, so his name will not be mentioned on the show. We're going to move on and look back at up to 300 episodes. Me and you were in my kitchen six years ago. Can you believe six years later, 300 episodes? Here we are. Who would have thunk it, huh? I mean, we were just talking about like, hey, we always get together and we talk about wrestling. Like, this should be the show. Like, if we're going to do a podcast, this would be the show. Like, we would just get together and talk about wrestling. Just like many of the people, when we go to wrestling shows, we just spark up a conversation. It's like, just naturally, you just start talking about wrestling. Yeah, that's what happens. Um, it brings people that's together. That's the show. Who'd have thunk, man? Six years later, here we are. Any memory? I mean, you, you haven't been here for really solidly for the last two hundred, but do you have any memories, favorite favorite moments, things you look back on fondly? Oh man! I mean, for a while, I I think uh, some of the things that I'm really proud of were a lot of the first of things that we got to do, like you know, starting a podcast and and just getting ourselves going. We were filled with a lot of firsts, like our first interview. We went to an independent show at the Elks Lodge, where all the independent shows used to happen back in the day before Richfield Park came in the mix. Mm -hmm. And the New York uh, Sports Commission was was, uh, a shit show. But 
uh, <laughs> uh, Indigo Child was who we saw wrestle black pants. That's right. we, knew, we knew nothing about wrestling. Like, well, not indie about wrestling, wrestling but about in, indie wrestling. Yeah. So this was our first show. Uh, Joy Janela was there, Danny DeMonte, right. Sabu. That was the match with Sabu and Joy Janela where Sabu could barely like even get into the ring. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was he was our first interview. We reached out to him and he was like, yeah, I'll come on your show. And you know, we interviewed him, and I'll never forget this, but the last thing he said, he's like, hey, thanks for having me on your show. Next time, know my name. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, and it was like kind of just welcoming in a way that uh, this is just how wrestlers are. No matter, you know, if you're a fan of the sport, they're willing to give you their time. Uh, then we would have uh, people who would become our friends like Larry Legend, uh, Eric Jaden, our 100th episode was uh, with Brooklyn Brawler. Did you see uh, uh, Young Rock this past what, week, two weeks ago? I didn't. This past week, I didn't see it, but I saw the casting. The man who played him. Good casting. Great, great job. The Brooklyn, yeah. Um, so the Brooklyn Brawler in this last episode of Young Rock was played by uh, Cole Cabana. Thank you, Joe Blackett. Uh, but there were other uh, wrestlers and actors who played, uh, you know, small bits in, in that show, but. As soon as I saw that, I, it just drew me back to the conversation we had at episode 100 because Brooklyn Brawler broke it down to us. And he said, you know, there was a lot of firsts that he had. And one of the things that he was known for in the WWE was providing that first match for up and coming superstars that you would never know. He had Owen Hart, Bret Hart as his first match. Mm-hmm. He mentioned he had The Rock. And I was like, wait a second. If Young Rock is going to be going over <laughs> the episode where he is in, in in this big arena for his first match. I'm like, I know of that first match because if you listen to episode 100 of A Shot of Wrestling, by the way, thank you, Eric Jaden, for setting that up. We would have heard, you know, Brooklyn Brawler break it down on how it was not just Rocky's first match in the WWE, but it was his first 100 was when Brooklyn Brawler said, you know, at the end of uh, the week or the match when he dropped uh, uh, Rocky back at the airport, uh, The Rock gave them a note that said, uh, thank you. It was something like, thank you so much uh, for giving me my first match when I had only $7 mm-hmm. uh, in my pocket or something like that. Um, you know, I'm paraphrasing right now. But uh, he it's just that connection. And I love the interviews that we do. Um, so that's something else that I'm really grateful for It's like, we just had so many great people and so many firsts uh, this past uh, six years. I can't even believe I'm saying six years of providing the content and providing the platform for people to want to come on and, and talk. You know, the rep, when they came back from their first European tour, the first show that they did on their way back was a shot of wrestling. You know, when people won titles, the first show they wanted to do was to get on a shot of wrestling. And that's big. Um, so I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Uh, but Mike, what what are you grateful for? What are some of the things that, that you never thought yourself to be doing because of a shot of wrestling? Well, I really talked about it last week with my former co-host. Just commentary. Never in a million years would I thought I'd be sitting ringside behind a microphone calling an entire show. That was a huge opportunity presented to me, which I took full advantage of. And you mentioned, you thanked Eric Jaden for setting that interview up with the Brooklyn Brawler. I feel mm-hmm. like after the last six years, that's a common statement on the show. Thank you, Eric Jaden, for insert blank here. 
So I don't know if we would be making it 300 episodes or we, where would we be at right now if it wasn't for the Godfather, Eric Jaden, helping us out along the way, <laughs> taking under taking us under his wing and helping us out. But um, there's a lot of stuff, man. There's a lot of stuff. There's something you told me how we would go to the shows and cover the shows for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you always said you kind of bragged about it, like we're the first show to do that. Then we had Bob from Bob Culture's podcast on, and he's like, I saw you guys doing that. I never saw anybody else do that before. And that was like an inspiration to me. I'm like... Fuck yeah, I mean, Green Man was right. We were revolutionaries. Who would have thunk, man? There, yeah, there was a lot of things that we were doing early on to get our name out. Um, another thing that, you know, I, I don't even want to say we were the first, but, it, you know, coming into independent wrestling, I, I didn't see this happen otherwise. Uh, but, but sponsorships, you know, yeah. podcasts, sponsoring matches, you know, um, Instagram pages, sponsoring talent. Uh, you know, that's something that, you know, we worked out with uh, Recombination Wrestling as our way to, you know, you help promote us, we'll help promote you, and we'll sponsor a match, a talent. Because the way we saw it was like, you know, we have to get back to this this business that is giving to us. So, oh my God, what an opportunity, bro, to do flyers for these promotions and to do match cards. That's something else that came from this podcast of a talent of mine that I never even knew I had. You know, like you have to um, Cuba, right? it was, uh, it was Anthony Cole from Recombination Wrestling who, you know, one day just reached out to me and he's like, Hey, yo, green man, uh, could you help me with this flyer? Because the person who's doing it is a little delayed or is a little bit backed up. And I said, sure thing. Let me, you know, it's nothing. I'll, he needed me like to adjust some things on it. And then I did it uh, a week later. He's like, Oh, can you do this one for me too? So I did it. Um, show went through. And then it came to anniversary and he's like, yo, it's, I'm having trouble getting in contact with the, my regular flyer guy. Do you think you could do the whole show? I was like, and by this time we were already talking to a lot of independent talent and everybody told you how to seize that opportunity. And, mm-hmm. you know, whatever people say, just say yes. Yep. And if you don't know it, you'll learn it along the way. You know, True. you'll have time to get to, to, to learn it. Um, and I said, yes. And you know, little by little, he worked with me and he gave me that opportunity to learn and kind of own to it. And, you know, the shit that I've been able to do and with the promotions, like, you know, right now I'm looking, for example, at All Out Pro Wrestling's Instagram page. I would say for the past two years, like my graphics have been a part of the identity of that brand. The same thing with Recombination Wrestling, like all of my graphics have been an identity of that brand. Um, congratulations to Outlaw Wrestling, who's now uh, going to be on Fight TV. So now, again, another great opportunity where, like, my work is going to be showcased in, in a platform like that. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Congratulations. Killing it. Killing it. A great memory that sticks out to me is when you walked out uh, Eric Jaden down oh, yeah. the ramp <laughs> at a BCW show. Oh, my God. Uh, that was a very impromptu. I didn't wasn't planning on it. I made a comment. I'll do it. Not thinking it would be, they would let me do it. And, um, yeah, it was fun. I, I was just so fucking nervous, too. I wish I was more prepared for it because I would have been able to be more extroverted in a way. But I was, yeah. more, I was more stoic, the uh, Langston Hughes approach instead of the more fun-loving sidekick. But that was an event I will never, never forget, too. That was fun. Could you never forget the time that we first stepped into a wrestling ring? Ooh, how could you not, man? I, I, I almost talked about it today at work, but I, uh, the moment passed by. But yeah, man. For, go ahead. Tell us that story because that's great. 
I became a huge fan of uh, Impact Wrestling because they signed somebody. Katrina, I was a fan of her. Let me check her out. Let me see what's going on over there in Impact. We used to shit on Impact for the last first two years of this show. Yeah. So I decided to check out Impact Wrestling. And lo and behold, it wasn't, it wasn't that fucking bad. Turns out they were coming to New York City. Decided we got some tickets to Bound for Glory, their WrestleMania. The night before, I went over to the Hall of Fame to watch a biscuit inducted. Met somebody, Mr. Ross, over there at Impact. Gave him a, our card. Small words were exchanged. We somehow go to Bound for Glory. We go up top to the VIP section. We're rubbing elbows with everybody. We see Ross. We see the Ed Nornholm, the president and CEO of Anthem Sports. We're having a grand old fucking time, buddy. Everybody. Somehow, as you usually do, you don't think, you just go. <laughs> and somehow, we find ourselves ringside after the show. Mr. Nordholm is in the ring with some VIPs and some dignitaries, if you will. And all of a sudden, you just go, like, let's get in the ring and take a picture with him. We're not, we're not going to fucking do that, buddy. Come on, just leave him alone. Let's go. No, 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 no. Some guy comes by, like, can we take a picture? Yeah, let's go. Let's go in. What the fuck we do? We're going inside a ring. We just watched the, the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Now, here we are, standing inside the middle of a ring, an Impact Wrestling ring, taking a picture with the president and owner of the company. Whew. Wild ride. One of my favorite pictures of all time. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, there, was, it... there was no steps going into the ring because there was no <laughs> stairs. There was, it was just a straight up the ramp led right into the ring. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I just put my knee up and pull myself up and my pants completely ripped from the back. <laughs> Favorite pair of pants to you. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't feel it until like we were leaving. So I'm like, here, here I am walking around like an asshole. My ass hanging out. It's a big ass. Yeah. A lot of good times. A lot of, lot of great times, bro. Also, one of, my, uh, one of my favorite moments is like, we, I, I didn't give a shit about any wrestling. I didn't even know about it. And then me and you started going and to the, like you said, to Elks Lodge. And one time, for some reason, I forgot why, I went by myself. You couldn't make mm. it. I think I said we're going to go, but you backed out last minute for some reason. So I still went by myself. It was an FTW show. So I'm sitting there. I see uh, Ace Andrews in the ring doing his thing. Kenny Cartwright. That's a big, uh, big cousin there. And um, after the show, I go up to, I think it was Rage or somebody. I see Gabriel Sky there, some guy we met randomly at a BCW show. It's how he's training. And next, next thing I know, he was the FTW something champion. Yeah. See these guys we just meet grow. Now they're on the main stage here. I gave Rage our card. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Oh, Shadow Wrestling! I, know, I heard of you guys. I'm sorry. What? That was that was all the moment I'll never forget either. Oh, we're we're doing something. We're making yeah. waves here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, things like that totally surprised me uh, when I went to Times Square and I saw someone wearing our shirts. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. When I uh, it was during the uh, remember when Enzo did this like oh, skit yeah. in Times Square yeah, and like, no, he was coming there, back yeah. as the one." There was someone that we met at a BC at a BCW show who uh, came down and saw that we were going to be there and uh, wore our show, which was freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, I think we started from the beginning, just just wanted to get to that point where people just knew who we were, you know, or knew the logo and yep. and uh, heard us. So thank you for anybody who's ever purchased a shirt, uh, purchased any of the goofy merch that we made. Yeah. Uh, said what's up at a show, came out to viewing parties. Oh, my God. How could we forget that? Mm-hmm. You know, we've done – I know there's definitely a lot of other uh, podcasts and we're doing a great job at, at viewing parties and, and killing it. But, like, you know, for us it was a big deal, you know, because there was no viewing party in Queens. So we really wanted to to build that out for people who were in our area and sometimes they didn't want to make it to the city. But, 
we started off on Bell Boulevard. We started creating a, a little following and it started getting bigger and bigger. Next thing you know, we're doing them at Hooters, you know, or at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and we're ha- getting bigger crowds and we're mixing it up with independent talent. And I'm like, we have something special here. And, you know, I appreciate uh, Jimmy J for leading the charge on that. Uh, because yes. it wasn't just like me, it wasn't just you as the collective, but largely Jimmy totally took the reins on that and building those with those companies. So uh, there is a lot that we've done, brother. And like I said, I'm grateful for the opportunities we've been given, but I know those opportunities would not have been given if uh, it wasn't for the people who are listening to us, who are following us, who are interacting with us, who you know, see us as like, you know, people who we'd usually meet say, you know, you guys are genuine guys. You guys are just like super cool, really respectful, really nice. And, you know, that's who we always are. We're always ourselves. Uh, We said from the beginning, the show is from the fans and to the fans. And that's what we will always be, no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter how big of an internet warrior we get to be. But uh, we're, we're fans just like everybody else. We also made a lot of connections, and those connections turned into friends. I believe it was our very first viewing party here in Queens. We had that awesome segment where Alvin attacked oh Ace gosh, Andrews. Yeah. Holy shit. You got to pretend to get hurt. What I had to pretend rivalry. to be like, like, what's going on here? Yeah, that was. I think that was, I don't know about you, but that my big first really indie rivalry was yeah, Ace Andrews we, and Absolute Alvin. And we had to interview Ace at the end of the viewing party. And, yep. and Alvin just like tore shit up. It's funny that no matter how much we post and how much we think people are not listening or they're not they're not looking or reacting or, or getting themselves involved, things like that. When we when things like that happen, I always get a call from my mom. Are you okay? Really nice. <laughs> so after the Alvin and Ace incident, everybody was hitting me up. Yo, are you okay? What happened? Did Did you call the cops? Yo, why were they fighting? Right. You know. Well done. Uh, that, uh, so that was one moment. The time that uh, Jeff Cannonball decided to pick me up from commentating oh, that's table right. and slam me Use a weapon. on, I think, uh, Vince Steele, uh, that was another moment that my mom called me. Are you okay? What's, what's going on? Are you really wrestling? I'm like, no, I'm not wrestling. I'm just, you know, big guy wanted to pick me up. Well, uh, I can't say no. Yeah. And if I did, I, he was still going to do it. So crazy stuff like that, Ben. Also, I remember great. covering... BCW's Queen of the North, the first one, the, the, the inaugural event. And at the time, I would sit in the corner, sit at my little table up because you were involved in the show and cover the show. Sometimes call commentary during the match, sometimes just before and after, post-game, pre-game interviews and stuff. But of course, we, we're here at A Shot of Wrestling, like to indulge in the alcoholic beverages. <laughs> so I Hence the sure, name of the show. Make sure to have some you know, on me. And I'm covering the event. It's a tournament. And this beautiful woman comes out of me out of nowhere. Someone I didn't really know too well. I saw her in the ring previously, and uh, she sits down next to me, starts shooting the shit, doing shots, having a great conversation. Turns out to be the next year the BCW champion, uh, Vanity. It's another, another moment I will not forget, too, Like because next time she sees me, yeah. we talk about the, doing shots, and uh, I don't think she remembers that now, because now she's exploding everywhere. That's yeah. the moment like when she first started out. I'm like, oh, shit, almost. Nice. You you mentioned Gabriel Sky. I think it was at that show, at the end of the show, that you know Gabe was uh, breaking down the ring. Yep. Um, and he was just like, "Oh, just you know, wanted to introduce myself. You know, I'm Gabe. I'm just I just started out. I've been training for about a year. 
I'm like, oh, yeah, no doubt, bro, no doubt. You know, a few months go by, you start seeing him in more shows and more shows. And it, just every time I see him perform, man, I'm yep. just like, I, I remember that initial meeting where you were so humble just to come and say hello. You know, you didn't know it's from any from a hole in the wall. But you're just such a great guy. And then to see him and all his opportunities that he's gotten. And he's such a great talent. So great in the ring, man. And he only, deserves even more. Not only that, like, he came in. We started talking to him. I remember asking him, like, why did you choose your finishing move? Like, just random questions I love to ask people. Mm-hmm. That Going back to that FGW event, I went by myself. He was there as a champion, and I decided to mention it. I'll go, I, by the way, you probably don't remember this, but we interviewed you when you were first starting out. And I'm so, I'm so impressed. And, like, see where he's like, oh, of course I remember that. You and Green Man? Hell yeah, I remember that. It was in the Bronx, right? BCW. Like, he knew yeah, that yeah. moment. Like, he, he was telling me what happened. Yeah. I'm like, well fucking amazing yeah it's just amazing well we with six years 300 episodes i can't see what i can't see what happens with the next let's take it one let's let's do what 100 first let's not do uh baby steps here but listen uh we could spend all night here talking about uh you know the last 300 episodes let's focus on the future let's focus on the present figure out what's trending michael j putty what's trending aw released some video Footage of their brand new video game, Fight Forever. Mm-hmm. Wrestling Observer at W-O-N-F-4-W announced Fight Forever will also be available on PC and release some in-game footage. Banshee at It's by Banshee. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 looks better than AEW Fight Forever. And WrestleMania at WrestleMania said, for the first time since Showdown Legends of Wrestling, Owen Hart will be an official playable character for AEW's new video game. Now, Greenman, you're not a big video game guy. That's awesome. But what are your expectations for AEW's first video game, if any? Well, no, yeah. Um, I love it how, like, footage gets leaked all of a sudden, and it's everywhere, so everybody gets a chance to see and create their own opinion for it. Um, I feel like the graphics uh, took many years back yeah. From the progression that the video games have been doing in, in the last, what, maybe 10 years, you know, like the, the graphics in the last 10 years, everything just gets more real and real and real. Like it's going to get to the point where I'm just freaking playing wrestling games as holograms yeah. and I could actually get into the ring, into this hologram ring and, and wrestle, you know, people like Andre the Giant or Hulk Hogan. But um this reminded me of that WCW N64 game Revenge. Great game. I think it's at par with those graphics. I want to go that far, um, but that's what you're saying, yeah. Like, it, it went back. It went back. Uh, I think that it's just a, a piece, a little little snippet of what, what people are seeing. It's not necessarily the whole game, but like you said, there's other things that are going to make that game a lot more exciting. The fact that you're getting Owen Hart as a playable uh, feature in the game uh, is going to be huge. Uh, I think it's also going to be nice to see, like, are they going to do storylines? Are they going to, because one of the things I liked about video games was like going into GM mode yep. and like mode. the stories that, that each one you would pick and each, twist and turn will take you down a different direction so i like that part of the game also how easy is it going to make it are they going to allow you to make characters because that in itself it's its own game it's a game yeah i get the video games and i've always watched the progression of the graphics year in year out and the we games robert smackdown into w2k games graphics like you just mentioned have been amazing i mentioned it when i first played the game like sometimes there were snippets for a split second I thought it was an actual video I was watching. Right, right, right. 
But then you have games like Legends of WrestleMania. This past year, uh, two years ago, 2020, WWE released Battlegrounds. Oh, yeah. More cartoony, more very, very animated, very, very arcade style. Yeah. That's I it. like that, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's... I know a lot of people are critics about it, but I, I like that. It gave, it gave a little variety, something different. That's the impression I got this time around. It wasn't like real-life graphics. It was more like an Arcadian mm. style, style of graphics. So I felt it was like a blend between Legends of WrestleMania and WWE SmackDown vs. Raw, and like I mentioned from 2011. Graphics aren't great, but they aren't horrible. No, but I think to your point, you know, because it was a blend of arcade style versus realism in, in the features, it fell short because you're looking at it and you're like, oh, these guys are really going out of their way to try to make it look real, but they failed. So it's like, it's it's just such extreme sides of the spectrum where it's like, you can't be in the middle. You either have to be very cartoony and very arcadey, or you have to be very shoot for that very realistic feel of a game also back in the day i guess you can say quote-unquote height of popularity tna released a video game Mm -hmm. and it was not much to the game i know the main storyline was you're a character who got into a car accident you forget who you are you start wrestling as a character called suicide the game then the character in the game came into real life the game i never played the game graphics were okay for the time the grab the game was not met with too much critical praise, mm-hmm. and as you may have guessed, TNA Impact has not released a video game since. Is there a lot of pressure on this video game, or do you think since there's a cult like following for AEW that they'll just release video games left and right? This game's going to be hit a, no matter what. No, I think I think there's a lot of pressure on AEW. Period. That no matter what they do or whatever they put their foot in, you know, whether it be merchandise, video games. If they decide to make a sitcom or 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 any one of the let's say one of the AEW stars like MJF hosts a Saturday Night Live for the first time, mm-hmm. whatever they do, it's always going to be for the first time. So there's a lot of pressure when you're everything that you're doing. It's your first time, even if you have the blueprints of what the WWE has done as a way to guide yourself to it. It's still your first time. So I think the pressure is going to be high no matter what. What I think AEW would have been great at because they have such a big uh, um, support system with the independent wrestling world Mm. is to allow them to have already pre-created independent wrestling stars that are still in the indies that you could upload them into your, your, uh, you know, like have a outlaw wrestling, you know, pack where you get like 10 superstars from outlaw wrestling or uh, you get CZW pack, you know, um, GCW pack, you know, though I, though GCW is starting to work very closely with the WWE. So I don't know about that anymore. Basically anybody who appeared on dark or evolution elevation. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Imagine playing Rick recon. That's, yeah, a, good, that's, anybody... a good, that's a very, very good point. That, and that would differentiate them from the 2k games. Absolutely. It'll give, I think it's going to give a a big step for the independent stars. They'll create a bit a, a platform for for them to be on it. I think it's going to be very cool. But um, there is a a uh, uh, independent game called Virtual Basement. Have you seen that? A lot of like independent stars are signed to I've heard them in this game to creation video game, but, but I haven't seen anything around it. No, right? None yet. 
if anybody knows what's going on with this virtual basement, I've seen definitely wrestlers sign into it like they're going to be in the game. But this has been going on for the past, what, two, three years? So it takes a long time. It takes a long time. To do so. <laughs> well, uh, let's see what happens. Maybe let's episode see. 400 will have some news. Maybe. Whilst we were away last week, there were some big releases. And it was announced this past week that Kenneth LeRae's contract has expired, which means Kenneth LeRae and Dakota Kai are both free agents. Fightful Select says, and I quote, Fightful Select has confirmed that Kenneth LeRae's contract has expired. She's now a free agent. That's at Fightful Select. Stephanie Hypes at Stephanie Hypes. Shocking to me that Kenneth LeRae and Dakota Kai had never held singles titles in NXT. Whatever the next moves are, I'll know they'll shine. AEW out of context at zero context AEW. Never forget that Kenneth LeRae is one of the most badass wrestlers to ever grace American professional wrestling, man or woman. She'll excel wherever she goes. Both Candice and Dakota are both free agents. Who do you think gets signs first? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think any of them are gonna take their first offer. I'll tell you that much right now. The way the the scene in, in wrestling is right now, it's like you could want to wait to see all your offers are out on the table before you resign. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I, I I bet. AEW is right, right on it, especially with uh, the acquisition of Ring of Honor. I think Candice would be a great asset to ROH. You know, imagine Mercedes Martinez versus Candice LeRae. Like that'd be that'd be a match. You know, for for the women's championship. Who do you think is gonna do? You, do you think Candice or Dakota are gonna get signed or re-signed first? It's hard to say. I mean, both are awesome. Kenneth Ray also just had a baby, what, months ago. Mm-hmm. Does she want to get back into the ring right away? Does she want to stay home for a year or so? Same thing I mentioned about Johnny Gargano when he had a baby. Maybe she wants to stay home and be parents and enjoy their baby. Firstborn. You know the feeling. Mm-hmm. My former co-host does now. But Dakota Kai is still out there kicking ass, and she was released prematurely. So I guess motivational-wise, I would say if I'm on DraftKings making a bet, I'll probably put Dakota Kai. Because she's just ready to go now. She's ready to go, man. I'm not saying Kenneth Ray is not, but I don't know what her thought process is. Does she want to get back in the ring right away? Is she in shape mm-hmm. getting back into the ring right now? Or does she want to enjoy her baby? I mean, having, her. A ba- having a baby takes a lot out of, out of you, especially, I think, for a woman, you know, to get back in shape. You know, it takes it takes a while. It takes a, a, long, a lot of uh, hard work. Good luck to both of them. I'd love to see both of them sign as soon as possible. I'd love to see both of them get re-signed. I'm sorry, do you think they're, they're they're building equity in themselves by not re-signing or any athlete out there who recently is released and it's able to work off maybe an independent schedule or work out of their merchandise money or did a great job saving while they were getting paid um, and are just waiting for that big return? Do you think they're better off putting distance away from wrestling and then making a strong comeback? a year or two down the line? Or do you think they're better off at, like, let's say Dakota Kai, was just recently released. As soon as her no-compete clause is over, immediately you see her on pickup program, you know? I guess the both. I can see Dakota Kai going that route. But also, like you said, going back to what I talked about, Cody Rhodes just revolutionized being released and making a whole new career for yourselves. Yeah, if, the, if it, Johnny or Candace want to stay home with their baby, one goes out to an indie scene for a weekend, collects Mad Bank. And then the other one will go out the next weekend for an indie show, collect Mad Money. So, yeah, I think the indie scene... Define Mad Money. 
I have no clue. I'm not involved in the business <laughs> on indie wrestling. But here's an asking price. I, th- I heard somebody was asking five thousand for a name. Okay. I don't remember who it was, but, and, I th- and I don't remember where I, I heard I, that, I so I could be making it up. No, I wouldn't but, be. So, I think uh, a name would would garner anywhere from a thousand to five thousand dollars. But is a thousand to five thousand dollars enough to say I'm going to go leave my family and and then be set for what a that's what two weeks maybe three weeks of. Supporting your family? They were making the high-end contracts at NXT, whatever that is. I don't remember offhand. So they're pretty good with their money. They're pretty set. Because the whole point is, like, granted, maybe it's 5000 at one promotion. But the whole Mm -hmm. point is, like, let's say you go into a New York independent wrestling scene and you hit up three companies and each one of you make 5000 Now you're leaving the weekend with $15,000. And you got some travel and board paid for already. Yeah, but that's a better reason to, to leave your family for a weekend how much is marina shafir getting as bcw champion wouldn't we like to know again above my pay grade that's <laughs> the wrong guy where's aj Penn when you need yeah, it? that's the governor yeah but Griebin, that was trending in my end do you have anything to add before we move on uh i'm, I'm excited about tv takedown i got a lot to talk about isn't that refreshing ah, <laughs> my former co-host never said that so let's do that let's appease green man let's get some tv takedown it's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, my friend, let's get into TV Takedown. You seem really excited about this. What do you got for me this week? Michael J. Putty, I've been away from wrestling uh, for a minute. It's been kind of hard to digest all these shows and so many things going on that, you know, like I'll catch the headlines on the internet or maybe I'll watch a replay of one thing in real time. Uh, it's just been so difficult. But this week, because I knew I was coming back for episode 300, I decided, you know what? Let me devote the time that I used to devote where, okay. you know, Monday night comes around and you're like, you can't wait. It's, you know, 8 p.m. You sit down with a cold beer and you watch beginning to end Monday Night Raw. And, bro, I don't know if I've been away from the product when it was the shits, but I thought Monday Night Raw was amazing. Okay, from top to bottom. So refreshing. So refreshing. The, the show was nicely executed. I, do they have new producers? Do they have new new story, new writers? Like, I felt like a lot of it was so good. For example, I mean, we could start at the beginning of the show. Obviously, you want to have your bloodline. Roman Reigns, the main man who's carrying the company. Whoever thought we were going to say that? two years ago when we were just like, have this guy turn heel, you know, that's all we wanted. Stop pushing him down our throats. Why do we got to see him at a main event in WrestleMania over and over again? Like that's what two years ago was going on. But now like him and the bloodline, it just makes sense with Paul Heyman. Anybody that gets close to that program is the main event. So for Randy Orton and Riddle, to be in the mix with the bloodline, it's great. It's great. What are you looking forward to in the future now from this, based on what you just said? So, uh, first of all, I love that riddle going back, let's say, four years ago when we saw him wrestling in an independent scene or we saw him at Joey Janela's from Break or at Bloodsport back, uh, you know, back at the WrestleMania in New Orleans, um, to see him at this level now, we knew that he was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing talent like that you know people say you have it you saw riddle and you knew he had it 
So I love his interaction with Orton, which everybody else is loving as well. It's like, oh, yeah. this is a different side of Brandy Orton. He's Great. a lot more personable. He's a lot more uh, engaging. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like the storyline that they're going with that. Where do I see it? They were supposed to be unifying these tag team titles, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't wasn't that like the, the story that it started with? Yes, sir. But now it's a three-way. Correct. Six-way tag team match. Six-way, Six right. So freaking smart. Yep. When I saw that happen, I was like, oh, shit, they're going to unify the titles? Okay, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You know, his uh, Roman Reigns just unified the heavyweight championship. Why not let the Usos do the same thing for the tag team titles? But then I'm like, but then you're taking a title away from two people on another show. I don't know if that's the smart way to go. But storyline, the way that they built it in with this encounter just made it so very nicely written that you're like, oh, all right. So now it's more about a six-way. I'm curious to see if they do a winner-takes-all because that would be just an extra layer to add and say, all right, if, you know, the bloodline wins, they win all the titles. But if the bloodline loses, they lose all the titles. That's why I thought that they were going to go with it, but it turns out it's not. That was the go-home show to the show, so they're not – unless they do something that night, which I think would be unheard of. What I really liked about that segment, I think it was last week, was the storyline. Whatever it takes all, unify the tag team titles. There's a reason behind it. There's a storyline. There's a purpose behind it. Management was on board with this. Management signed off with mm-hmm. this. They had a contract written up. It's going to be right. tag team titles versus tag team titles. The winner takes both. Unify them. What happened on TV, Roman Reigns, the head of the table, the tribal chief, just walks down and says, no, I don't want this, and rips up the contract. And now Madden's <laughs> like, okay, we're not doing this match because he said he, said, he tore up the contract. We can't make another one. So it's no longer a tag team title reunification match. Because he's the man. Yeah. He's the I, I man. Was, <laughs> at first, I thought that, that was stupid. Like, that's it? And done? And then I realized how much power he has. It's great. It was well done. Then we, then we get uh, the follow-up of Ezekiel. By the way... He is not Elias. No, of course not. Okay. That picture I, I've been duped before by the WWE with the double undertakers, with the twin referees, and I've never believed them. You know, for a change, this one time, I'm going to believe the WWE, and I'm going to say, yeah. How did you not know that Elias had a brother who also was a wrestler? Now, I'm going to do my due diligence as a broadcast journalist, and I'm going to find out a little bit more about Ezekiel on the upcoming episodes of A Shot of Wrestling, because how do we not know more about Ezekiel? Hopefully we'll find out. Maybe one of us does an interview with him. I think we should. We should do something. But Ezekiel, Street Profits, Kevin Owens, Alpha Academy, I'd say top-tier stars in their own right, all coming together into one match. Freaking amazing. Now I get it. Where the fuck have you been? (laughs) Where have you been? My former co-host has been shitting on this. You know, I I want someone to interview him and uh, give me the origins of that. Oh, man. because It's it's great. (laughs) I could tell you, I bet you it is something very similar to how what got started. Yep. It was... Probably both of them just hanging out, and it was just something that he does. Just like anytime he wants to like get someone's attention or he wants to interrupt a conversation, he would just say "shish," mm-hmm. and then people just bust out laughing. And then it just took one moment for Otis to be like, 
You should try to get that over. What if you try to get that over? No one's got over. You know, that's how it's a shirt. <laughs> that's how what started, right? I think uh, uh, Austin was uh, talking to Jericho, and Christian Christian started it. Chris was it Christian? Yeah, and Christian started and in, in that conversation. He kept saying what, 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 yeah. what, and then next thing you know, he was saying it on TV unknowingly yeah. that he was saying it because he was just out of that conversation. It was like what, what, yeah. and then that got over. It's great. Um, I told you before, like you, you haven't really been invested in Raw, but I mentioned this here. Raw's tag team division, we, we've shat on the tag team division WWE for years now. Yeah, yeah. But Raw right now, their tag team division, they've rebuilt it so well done. And Raw's tag team division is now, I said, main eventing Raw's weeks in and weeks out. It's Raw's tag team division is really next to none right now. My favorite team, hands down, I would say, is the Street Profits. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite tag teams man they're killing it right yeah. now and I love them this heelish edge they got going on I'm looking forward to what happens in the next couple weeks are they turning heel or are they just fucking with RK bro I'm looking forward to see what happens next with the Street Profits I gotta say one more uh, before we move away from Raw people always say that WWE does not build stars like that's one of the, the things like my former co-host did that many a times WWE is not building stars. Maybe if they just focus on building their stars, they wouldn't be in the problem they are. Maybe they should focus on building their stars instead of releasing people. I'm like, if WWE had not been building stars, what kind of equity do these people have when they get released that other people want to sign them if they are not stars that are being built out of the machine? Okay? Mm -hmm. And then I look. And again, I've been away from like watching mainstream wrestling for a, a good year or two. And I see a match between AJ Styles versus Damian Priest. And if AJ wins, Priest is banned from ringside. And then Edge is here. And it's a different version of Edge. You have AJ Styles, who has been a star in his own right. You have Edge, who has a legacy who is a Hall of Famer, who doesn't need to be tied to, to Damian Priest, you know? But then you have Damian Priest, who did a great job in NXT, who is an up-and-coming name, who was a trainer down at the Monster Factory before he got to the WWE. And what, he's been in the E-bubble for, what, three years now, I would say? Main roster three, maybe four? a year. A over and a year. he's in this spot. Bro, if this is not an example of how the WWE is building a star, I don't know what is. Damian Priest is someone that they are investing in. They're putting him with this high-tier talent and are building him. Now, Damian Priest is banned from ringside. What do you think is going to happen at WrestleMania Backlash? I don't want to spend too much time talking about WrestleMania Backlash because most people listening will have seen it already. But just a random guess... um... Damian Priest is banned from ringside. Right. That does not mean we'll get a new member of Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Will it be Finn Balor? Will it be Rhea Ripley, as the rumors have stated? Or could it be somebody randomly out of the blue we're not even expecting? Mm-hmm. But the, I believe this faction, Judgment Day, great name, has to grow. And I'm looking forward to who they add, preferably on uh, Backlash. Because this makes sense. Yes. The, story, the story's right there. Damian it's- Priest is banned. Right. Does that mean person X is banned? No. Exactly. Or or we could be stooping us stooping us all and AJ gets his victory back and leads to the third match. I mean month, but. 
I know someone's writing it backstage on that this is how it's going to be laid out. Um, but you're, you're, whoever is doing the writing is doing a great job. They're setting up the pieces just right. We're only on Raw. Man, we're supposed to make one thing, Green Man, and then expand about it. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, my one thing is Raw is still, in my mind, the flagship program. SmackDown sucks. AEW, whoa, whoa, whoa. SmackDown sucks. Uh, yeah. Uh, this past week, SmackDown sucks. This is your last um, show. This is your last show. I don't know how you fucking say SmackDown NXT, show. SmackDown's the A show. NXT has some good content. They just need to bring it back to the darker age again. Um, I don't like all the bright lights. And uh, AEW had some solid things, but overall, a lot of peaks and valleys. And shout out to our girl, JC Storm, oh, please. for making her debut on Impact Wrestling. I had to watch that scene like three times. Like, is that is that is her? It? Is that her? Is it? So I knew it was her. I start doubting myself before I post. I don't want to be an ass hat and post it, and it's not her. But there's no way it's not her because it's her. I I I would not forget that beautiful face. Yeah. So I went back to her social media. Is like, is that not her? I looked at her her my Instagram my screen Instagram screen. No, that's fucking her. I'm good confident. <laughs> I just know why I was doubting myself for some random reason. Shout out to our Joy Jaden Vallo also who was on AEW as security this past week. Right straight and center. I was like, oh, you're going to get fucked up, boy. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this segment with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, with Rollins insulting Dusty oh. right to his face. Oh, Definitely gave this feud Bro. a much-needed personal feel. They had the best match over WrestleMania weekend. I am looking forward to this match at WrestleMania Backlash. I'm looking forward to the Edge AJ Styles match at WrestleMania Backlash. Both of matches will have happened by the time you're listening to the show, so I don't want to dwell on it too much. But what I'm looking forward to next week, surprisingly, Dewdrop approached Nikki A.S.H. So we might have a new heel tag team with two women who are good in the ring who have done absolutely nothing for months. Mm. This is what you need. Take advantage of your women's tag team division, which is very shallow. Create new teams, especially with women who are not doing anything. Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H. are assets to this company who are not doing anything. Take advantage of that. Put them in a tag team. Put them in a heel tag team. Looking forward to see what their future holds because hopefully that means we get a new character change from Nikki A.S.H. No more superhero gimmick. And hopefully, by the grace of whatever god you believe in, they drop Dewdrop and give her a real name. <laughs> Please. And finally, I came home from work tonight, Mr. Villamar, and I saw my DVR was recording something. What the fuck am I recording at 6 o'clock at night? What? Rampage. Ooh. Rampage on. <laughs> yes. 5.30 to 6.30 because of the NHL playoffs. So I just briefly watched it. There was a segment. I've been a fan of this Eddie the Kingston Jericho segment for months now. And what the progression of it now with the Jericho. Oh Jericho's God. new faction. Eddie's Eddie so Kingston good. has now aligned himself in the old LAX. But Jericho's a commentary. Eddie Kingston called in. You know, I thought this was really well done. Very unique. You don't have phone calls on commentary tables. Eddie Kingston mentioned how he has a beautiful wife for 20 years. And she was crying when he came home after getting that fireball to the eye. At the end of the call, Jericho was just wondering why Eddie Kingston was calling in. Because Eddie Kingston just said he's going to hurt him. Hurting him, not only for hurting him, but hurting his wife. It was just the passion, which makes me want to see this match again even more. Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston, killed it this week on Rampage. And I don't think it's Rampage. Well, I'll, I'll give you that. I think uh, watching AEW this past week, and again, it's not for, for me, it hasn't been a consistent thing. Uh, but they do have a lot of good stories that are being built. Um, I, I love the Eddie Kingston 
uh, any personally anything that Eddie Kingston does, he always yeah. brings a personal aspect to it, and I think it's great. I love the William Regal mixing up with Moxley and and um, Daniel Bryan and and Yuta and like the the trio that they're building is great, and hopefully it's just building to what I'm sure is going to be a trios championship because there's so many trios in AEW, which I think also is going to be very unique for them to have. And then the Owen Hart Foundation tournament as, as a storyline. All right. I, I think it's, it's great that they're, you know, paying tribute to Owen Hart, that the Owen Hart Foundation is mixed into it, but a tournament storyline that allows competitors who won't normally face each other to face each other now because of a tournament is something that I always enjoy. And it's one of the reasons I like the King of the Ring tournament, but the WWE doesn't, hasn't been doing it right for the last couple uh, of attempts. Mm -hmm. AEW is doing it right. NXT wrap things up with their spring break in our boy, Joe Gacy now has Druids and now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You mentioned our boy, Joe Gacy and, and it just, we're in episode 300. We're reminiscing about the old times. And I will never forget the day Joe Gacy wins the BCW championship at the Elks Lodge on a cold, cold day in Queens, New York, and runs out. Green Man embraces him. I freaking am losing my mind. I literally give him the shirt off my back because the dude is so cold. And I'm like, here, Joe. And he's out there with the championship and a shot of wrestling shirt. Truly a day I will never forget. And ever since then... Joe, Joe's just great. Such a great guy. Um, I'm happy for all his success that he's having right now. It looks like he has a lot of people backing him up right now. Yeah. Like to be put in that spotlight and to be entrusted with the storyline. And I think he's hitting it off the park. But I don't know how much he has involvement in it, but part of it makes me feel like he has a good amount of involvement in it because that. Joe Gacy character is kind of what he, what he had always envisioned of himself to be like adapting to that Gacy name, just very similar to, to Gacy, you know, the serial killer, right? Mm -hmm. Where he was just such a pleasant guy. You look at him and you would never think that he would be so heinous and such a brutal killer, right? You look at Joe and you're like, he's such a nice guy, but he'll cut your throat. Yep. When you're not looking. So I feel like that's the kind of character that he's playing. I love it, man. I love it. And I love it too, man. But again, we talked about it all night about this, but let's wrap things up. Let's get some go-home thoughts. My friend, what do you got for me this week? Life is moving pretty fast, brother. Your previous co-host just had a baby. Yep. So congratulations to him and his happy uh, building of the family. Yep. But, you know, the baby's, what, a, a week old now? Almost, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be sitting in these chairs a year down the line saying, Oh, next week is uh baby Schwan's first birthday. That's how quick it goes. You know, and I respond to the... who, <laughs> who, you know, they say, uh, the, uh, the days are long, but their years are short. Yes. True. That saying, you know, and I feel like in these last few years, that's exactly what it has felt like especially with this pandemic, especially with how wrestling just is like, you know, there's days where we get
get involved with with wrestling stuff and and it's just the day's so long there's just so much things going on there's so many more things that we want to do but then when you look at it and you look back and you're like holy shit six years passed by yep. like these past six years like crazy so much has happened you know i'm um it's sad that we're not going to wrestlemanias like we used to anymore i hope that it changes this year coming up when it comes back to LA, La La Land. Yes. Um, everybody's really excited about that this coming WrestleMania, so I hope we can make something work. But besides that, congratulations to you. And oh, thank you for being the heart and soul of a shot of wrestling and keeping the show going no matter what. Uh, you've been brave to put yourself in uncomfortable situations, and you are not the type of person who <laughs> is out okay. there in social media who's out there mixing it uh who is doing backstage interviews doing commentary being approached by people like you keep your distance you're pretty you know behind the scenes you're pretty cool just calm kind of dude yeah so thank you for putting yourself out there like you have no been i know it, it. it wasn't comfortable nope and I know I definitely put you in a lot of uncomfortable situations. <laughs> That's putting it mildly, yes. <laughs> but I think looking back at these last six years, um, I don't think we could have had it any other way. The saying that we, we've put on shirts, bumper stickers, buttons, that wrestling brings us together, it's it's just true, man. Yep. You know, it doesn't if you're a wrestling fan, it doesn't matter who you are, your background, the color of your skin, uh, your religion, your your political affiliation to a certain group. Like, if you both like wrestling, you will hit it off regardless. It's just one of the things that brings us together. And I love wrestling for that. That's what wrestling is, man. It's, it's been awesome. It's been awesome to share that journey for the last six years. 300 episodes. Made a lot of friends along the way. A couple of enemies. <laughs> but we won't talk about those. You, can, you, can't be, we can, you can't be liked by everybody. That's that's just the truth. But somebody said, I forgot who it was, if you don't make some enemies along the way, you're not doing it right. And clearly we're doing Very it true. right. So cheers to us, my friend. Very, cheers to us. Very true. If you are interested in wrestling and you've actually heard through this whole podcast, I want to say thank you again from the bottom of our hearts for supporting us, for listening to us ramble on on some old stories, some good wrestling shows this past week. And that's pretty much what the show is all about. Shows from the fans and to the fans. And if you like what you're listening, make sure you're following us on all forms of social media. That's Shot of Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email us at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. Michael J. Putty, thank you for allowing me to be this co-host on this episode 300. And I will continue to earn my spot in the upcoming weeks. I'm going to hold you to that until episode 301. Oh, man, I got work or the kid's sick. I got, to take I got a new job somewhere. this week. I don't know. It might be a little difficult. We'll see what <laughs> happens, brother. That wraps things up for episode 300, my friend. Where can people find you on social medias? At yourfavoritegreenman.com. That, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I may need to reactivate the the Greenman SLW page. I'm not as active there, but you can check us out. Like I said, on uh, Shot of Wrestling on Instagram. I'm usually the one that's posting and doing most of the things there. Thank you for mentioning the fact that whatever you post on our Instagram is you because 
it's always weird to me when I post something on my Instagram at Putty and you repost it. I'm like, Jason Storm, I did not post it twice. <laughs> I wasn't trying to get uh, votes or, or no, tweets. Could I, tell you, could I tell you why, though? If you're not following Michael J. Putty on Instagram, then you're missing out to a big part of, of the show. Because Michael J. Putty online has a very witty sense of humor. In his posts, his sarcasm and very, like, I find your sense of humor very much like The Office. Like, it's sometimes dry, but it just hits right on. You That's know? high praise. <laughs> so many times I see you post, I'm like, bro, why aren't you posting it on a, on Shadow Wrestling Instagram? That's good shit. Yeah. But no. So now I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to steal your post. I'm okay. going to just repost it. And hopefully you'll get more followers. And follow this guy because he's freaking, he's a genius sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's it's late. And uh, thank you to all the other podcasts who put respect on the name of every single podcast out there who's just grinding their teeth to just put out some great content. Thank you to all people like Pop Culture Podcast, Jobber Tears Podcast, um, and many, many more. Turnbuckle Tabloid. Yeah, our boys at Turnbuckle Tabloid, too. So let's wrap this up, man. Uh, Green Man, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for so much for all being here for the first 100 episodes of everything you've done for the last 200 wouldn't be here without you wouldn't be here without eric jaden we wouldn't be here without bcw itself wouldn't be here with my former co-host so for Greenman, i have been your host at mug putty until next week putty out uh thank you hey, baby i hear the bell ringing hip tosses and body slams oh my and maybe you seem a bit confused yeah baby but i got you pinned ha 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 but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>